back to episode two of Falling Hard. I'm joined here today with my good friend Anna. Hi Sarah, so happy to be here today. And I am very excited to be talking to her about dating in London, England, and other international life, love, relationship Mm -hmm. topics. It's going to be very interesting, dating in London, dating in Germany, (laughs) dating in the US. (laughs) Yeah, so you have lots of experiences you can share with us. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let's do a brief introduction of your background. You, you can say it, I yeah. guess. Okay. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my name is Anna. I'm actually Sarah's former roommate. So we used to live together for, I think, how many months? Like nine months, I think. So not that long, but we've known each other for a long time, like studying together. Yeah. And um, yeah, what do you need to know about me? I'm 27, half American, half German, grew up in Germany, but my dad, yeah, was from the States and um, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, cool. So you, yeah, you used to live with me here in Munich, mm-hmm. um, but you moved to London, how long ago was it? Like a year um, ago? In August last year, yeah. so not even a year. Now I'm back in Germany, hashtag Corona, <laughs> like everybody. But um, yeah, I moved to London in August and honestly it was a very, very nice experience. Like, Yeah, and you mm-hmm. moved there single, right? Mm-hmm. So you had some experiences dating yeah. in London also pre-pandemic which is good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good way to put it um yeah when I moved I just had broken up with my boyfriend um at the time and it was honestly it was such an exciting time to be single in a city and to have new experiences and yeah it was just a really good time nice um so what did you notice as big differences between German culture and British culture when you moved there oh my god where do I start um yeah I mean the biggest difference probably and I think a lot of people have said this on this podcast is that Germans just don't approach other strangers in bars or any scenario basically um whereas basically on my first day almost not my first day but my first week um we went to like a social for my company and I had just like started at my company and it was end of the year like kind of social everybody getting together or end of the quarter and um yeah and I met like so many people just approached me in the bar and I was like super stunned I was like oh my god this is what guys do in other countries in Germany that's not common like I mean you remember right from your single days in Munich people don't approach you I hope we're not making Germans sound really bad sorry (laughs) Germans I'm also German so it's okay yeah it's just a difference I think that we've seen but like I think what um what was just very interesting is that I think the Anglo-Saxon culture is just more talkative, more outgoing, and also just like more chatty. Like you just, it's normal to go up to strangers. Yeah. I think. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I've also noticed that from the not, I haven't spent that much time in England, but I noticed when I have been in London that there's a real banter ingrained Mm -hmm, in the British culture so they're very into this kind of witty flirty back and forth like super sarcastic or ironic oh my god um a lot of teasing involved like British guys like to just well they make fun of their mates all the time they're always making fun of each other and I think also making fun of girls and I don't know that's not really a thing with German culture like people don't (laughs) make fun of you as a joke I think people 
are a bit more serious. Like they they do jokes in other ways. Germans do have a sense of humor. I think there's a stereotype that Germans don't have a sense of humor. I don't think that's true, but they don't have the same sense of humor of making fun of people in a joking way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually like honestly banter was the like in a way strangest thing to get used to because people or guys will just like make fun of you like <laughs> they'll be like hey mate like what shirt are you wearing i'm like what's wrong with my shirt like what is it not? <laughs> guys are calling yeah. you mate yeah the, yeah like so the biggest um thing was that you know people like a guy and a guy will call each other mates but also guys will call girls mates mm. so it's like yeah, it's just everybody's a mate. Yeah, we don't do um, that in North American culture. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a lot of like, you know, sarcastic humor. And to be fair or to be honest, I think I really liked um, that kind of flirty aspect of the culture, of the British culture to don't take yourself too seriously, like, you know, flirt with other people and go up to other people. I really enjoyed that. Like, I think it was really cool. Nice. And so aside from, okay, maybe one other thing I want to talk about first, just to Mm -hmm. touch on it, is I think British culture, or maybe just in London, they have a really cool culture or tradition of going out for drinks after work, Yes. which I don't know, you don't see that so much in all other cities. Like in Munich, it's definitely not as much of a culture, Mm -hmm. but there it's like always going to the pub after work, tons of socializing Mm -hmm. in the bars and meeting up with people like that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, like, remember when you came to visit me and we just grabbed, you know, a pint with, like, (laughs) my colleagues after work? It's just, it's a big thing in London, especially. Like, everybody goes out for drinks, you meet people, you talk to people, and it's just a bit more, I would say, like, spontaneous. Like, you don't, like, I didn't spend that much time in the beginning on apps because you just meet so many interesting people just talking to them and I mean sometimes I would grab you know a drink and just talk to a guy that was also like grabbing a drink at that moment be like hey what's your name like where are you from like what are you doing and because everybody has a story that comes to London it's just very interesting to you know and it's so easy to pick up guys in London (laughs) whereas in Munich have you ever picked up a guy in Munich I'm not sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah, it's, I think in London it's just also more common that women go up to guys as well. Yeah. And I think guys almost, you know, expect that as well. Like, whereas in Germany it's more this, like, culture of, oh, the guy has to come and talk to me. and mm. Mm, But there it's just people go up to each other all the time. Yeah. I've heard it's also a really big thing in Scandinavia that it's so equal. Or yeah. even more often the girls will go up to guys and approach them. And so guys don't do any work of approaching girls in Sweden or yeah. something. Sweet life for guys, hey? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But have you been actively dating in London while you've been there? Um, so, yes. I mean, I had a couple of dates, I think maybe three in total, three dates in total, uh, or with three guys a couple of dates. And, um, yeah, like, the last date I, I, I went on to was, yeah, a guy from Hinge, and he was actually, so long story short, but he was actually one of the one of the guys who was briefing the PM for Corona, so mm. this was post-Corona, or pre-Corona, sorry, and... Yeah, we went on a couple of dates, you know, met up in a couple of bars, which was really nice, um, and got to know each other a bit. And yeah, then Corona happened. So then I had to go back to to Germany on the, yeah, it was the 10th of March. And then 
that's the thing. It was really hard to keep, you know, especially in the beginning phase, like to really, when you get to know each other, to really keep that contact if you don't see each other. Like mm -hmm. we would just be calling or texting or sending each other videos, but it was super hard to actually really get to know each other like if you mm. don't have shared experiences um I mean we did some creative things like let's both go on a walk and like you know put the video on <laughs> so like I would show Aww, him around yeah it was I mean but you can only do so many walks like <laughs> I think I think at some point it just um yeah flattened out a bit and I think that's you know that's really unfortunate these times for single people it's really hard <laughs> to I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but it was really hard to actually get to know new people and then also come up with interesting ways to go on dates when restaurants are closed, like concerts, you can't go to concerts or museums are closed. Then yeah, what do you do? You can only go true. on like walks. <laughs> yeah. And is it even fun to go to a restaurant these days? Like now oh. they kind of are open, but you have to wear a mask most of the My time goodness, and yeah. wait in lines and... Is there's so much confusion that people don't yeah. know how many people can be in there and how far apart the tables are and you have to write down your contact information. It's just all exactly. so different than before. And I think it also just took away the spontaneity. Yeah. Spontan is that how you yeah, say it? Spontaneity right. <laughs> of uh, meeting people, you know, of saying, hey, let's just spontaneously go to a restaurant or grab a drink or let's, you know, talk to a guy at a bar. Like if you now go up to somebody, especially in Munich, yeah. people look at you strange, like, you know, do you have Corona? Like, <laughs> don't talk to me, basically. Yeah, that's true. We've lost so much. There's so, like, there's so much fear now with interacting with new people. Even I've noticed when I've gone so if we had new people move into the apartment above us and we met them and some of their friends who were there and people are going for handshakes and I feel myself being really hesitant yeah. like oh okay like I, I don't know I don't really want to shake these people's hands and I don't know if that's going to go back to normal if we're always going to have a bit of hesitancy now for at least a long time interacting with new people yeah. or when people go for hugs and you're like oh my god don't touch me <laughs> I mean my funniest story to you know to just mark that was basically yeah because I'm kind of dating this guy right now yeah I am dating him <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah do you want to tell me. us more about that yeah so um yeah during lockdown like you know you kind of go back to I guess more local um friend groups like when you know I I moved back to my parents' place and um I have a couple of old school friends there and and some I guess acquaintances from back in the day in Hofheim in Germany um And yeah, he was, or he is part of like that more like bigger friend group. So we went, it was nice. We, we met each other at this grilling event. Um, and yeah, we're just like kind of hanging out and getting to know each other and went on a lot of walks. But I remember one situation that was so, you know, strange to me is when he was walking me to my car and then gave me a kiss on the cheek. And I actually freaked out because I was like, oh my God, is this how I get Corona? Like... <laughs> Is this how I die? Like, I don't know. I die from a kiss on the I cheek. I mean, it's aren't we in strange situations now? Yeah, like this yeah. is a strange world that you know now singles have to be so cautious of. I don't know. Is this how I'm gonna you know get infected? Or yeah. you don't know who he has been in contact with. And yeah. um, so I remember that was really hard for me because also I wanted to be I'm like around my mom for like long. So I wanted to really make sure that I don't have Corona. Um, <laughs> yeah, we moved past that, but <laughs> I remember that was a, a struggle in the beginning that I had. Yeah. 
Okay, so before you met your lovely new beau, I think you, well, you were dating in London, and I think you had a story you wanted to tell me about your first date or the first guy you dated there. Yeah, so it was in the beginning when I started with my company, and we all went for after work drinks because we just had like finished the quarter, and you know, we had a really successful quarter, so the drinks were like, there was like a big tap, and everybody was just ordering drinks. So I go to the bar, and I mean, I don't know anybody yet. Like, I know a couple <laughs> of people on my team, but I don't know the whole company. And everybody was basically there. Um, and also a lot of hot guys were there. <laughs> so anyways, I'm at the bar and I'm ordering my drink. And I see this guy, like, you know, staring at me from from the side. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> you're so beautiful. Oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, oh, my God, fuck. Like, oh, God, can I square here? Yeah. Yeah, so. sorry. Um <laughs> fuck like this is maybe somebody who already introduced himself to me but like you know when you're in your first week you just don't really remember any of the names and the faces so it was super uncomfortable because he kept staring at me and I'm like oh my god I should say something he probably is like one of the managers or something so I'm like yeah you're also at MuleSoft right like we already met and he's like I'm not at MuleSoft <laughs> I'm actually a realtor like I had to work in tech and um I'm like oh okay um sorry like okay so I just grabbed my <laughs> I just grabbed my two beers or two pints um how you would say and was about to like walk away and he's like hey can I you know what's your name and I'm like uh and I'm just standing there like you know holding these two beers it was really awkward and I'm like Anna and he's like because also I'm just not used to you know like having people ask for your number in Munich people don't do it that much I feel <laughs> so just standing there and he's like can I have your number and I'm like um Sure, okay. That is quite so, forward though, right? You just accidentally talk to him and then yeah. he just immediately goes like, oh, let me have your number. Yeah, I think he really jumped on that bandwagon. Like <laughs> literally. <laughs> the bandwagon of guys asking for your number. Yes. Um, and I was so perplexed because, you know, I think it's just as we said before in Germany, you don't, like you date maybe friends of friends or, you know, that acquaintances more, but total strangers, you really don't approach that much. So in my mind, I wasn't even flirting or anything. I just honestly thought he was working for my company. Um, so yeah, anyways, <laughs> I'm standing there. He's asking for my number. I like awkwardly give it to him. It's kind of, it's cool. He was really nice. We went on a couple of dates um, and he showed me a couple of apartments in London. <laughs> oh, a good added perk of yes. dating a realtor. <laughs> yes. Um, none of them worked out at the end. Um, and we also didn't work out. But it was still kind of cool, you know, to like in the beginning. I remember I remember just feeling so, I guess, alive after coming, moving to a city like London, you know, just being like approaching guys or going up to guys, but also just going on dates and like flirting again and going out. And after like, especially after coming out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like when you're in London, it just feels like there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Like, it's such a big city, and the west side feels completely different from the east side, yeah. and so many interesting people that you can meet with different artsy backgrounds. And, like, another thing with Munich, I love the city. It's an amazing city, don't get me wrong, but the people can be a little bit homogenous sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you get a lot of people working in consulting. You get a lot of people working in the automotive industry. And you don't have that many artists or artsy mm -hmm. types like as compared to Berlin or compared to London. And you said as well, when you first went there, you would go to parties and you'd meet someone who's like a almost famous singer yeah. or a guy in a band or something. And in Munich, you don't go out and just meet people in bands. No. There's not that many musicians and artists. And yeah, and I think it's just also, you know 
they just have such a big art scene there and like every pub has like live music and you have like the comedy shows and you have all this you a know. lot more diversity of people yeah so much diversity yeah. and also i mean it also makes it a little bit less tangible i feel because as you know people have said on this podcast as well like people don't really commit in these big cities because you have so many options. Mm -hmm. But if you are a person that likes to have fun and hook up, that's, I mean, that's your, your city. London is for sure that. I mean, I'm at the stage of my life, I'm kind of like, kind of been there, done that a bit. And now I try to see what, you know, how like a real relationship could be. But I think it really is a very exciting city for that. Yeah. And I think what you said before, um, just to finish your story of this guy at the bar, he he told you afterwards something like, oh, that was a great pickup line pretending that I work at your company. <laughs> he actually thought that I was pretending and, you know, I just wanted to pick him up and that would be <laughs> such a good line. And then, then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, actually, you know, maybe we should or girls should just go up to guys that they like and be like, hey, so you're also at XYZ, right? And then that's a good opener. So, so it, it worked for me. Yeah, Dating tip of the episode is if you're at a company event, just go up to other random people who are there and ask yes. them if they also work at your company and yeah. pretend that you're new. Exactly. Yeah. Works all the time. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that we wanted to touch on? I mean... What was the other thing that we wanted to talk about? I forgot. No. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, so I think you you were saying another good aspect of dating in London is stand-up comedy. Yes, for sure. I mean, honestly, stand-up comedy is, I think, the best first or second date you can go on because um, it's just like, it's such an easy... Like, you know when you sometimes go to like restaurant dates or bar dates and then you sit opposite of each other and it's a bit awkward because yeah you know you eat your food or you choose your food first of all and then you don't really know what to talk about and it's maybe you know there's maybe a little bit of an awkward silence sometimes yeah but I've also never been a fan of like movie or like the movie dates know, are the worst because yeah. you can't yeah. talk I mean exactly. I guess you could talk about the movie afterwards but you just sit there for two hours in the dark in silence exactly. not talking how do you get to know the person and then also at some point you know you have that move where the guy puts the arm around <laughs> you or like you know slowly puts his arm on your, like, your hands leg slowly and slowly yes. move closer together yeah. and touch you in the meet, popcorn bowl exactly you meet <laughs> in the popcorn bowl so i've never liked movie dates i yeah. think they're just not really great um but comedy stand-up comedy dates on the other hand are pretty cool like you can just go there and it's usually like I think 45 minutes to an hour, uh, you have a drink casually, like you meet up at the bar before, like before, um, and then go into the stand-up comedy. And then also people always get picked on like mm, by the so <laughs> funny yeah. comedians. So you can always spot the people who are on dates who are on first dates because they're not touching each other yet. They're just like a bit, awkwardly. Yeah, a bit stiff. Yeah. Like. And sitting next to each other, but you know, very like different, mm. um, and yeah the comedians will always like notice that and I've I've seen some pretty I mean pretty bad banter I guess where um they you know they do make you feel maybe a bit uncomfortable but it's something to bond about you know you go out you're like hey that was funny or I thought this was cool or you you laugh together and it's just a cool date I always enjoy that 
Yeah, I love stand-up comedy. I never used to go to it that often, but in the past year, I went to a lot more shows. We went to one together in yeah. London. I mean, that was basically like a date for us, yeah. a girl date. It was, girl yeah, day. it was super fun. And then you're in such a good mood because you're both laughing a lot and you just have a lot of endorphins and feel good afterwards. Exactly. So really good bonding event. Yeah. yeah good and, it, and it's like, you know, it's like an easy thing. It's not expensive. You can just go like short-hand notice. And sometimes if you're lucky, you really get really good... Uh, comedians that are really famous especially in London so I can only recommend nice okay maybe uh last question or topic so just to circle back to your personal circumstances a little bit and considering international yeah dating or relationships um so you've been in London but now due to the pandemic whatever you're back in Germany and you said you reconnected with an old friend of a friend and you guys are dating now so Long story short, what I'm trying to say is basically you're German and now you're dating a German guy again. (laughs) And what difference do you think that makes? Or do you think it's meaningful that you, you find yourself now dating a German guy and you haven't connected or ended up with a British guy, even though you were there? That's a good question. Um, I think like, you know, dating German guys, especially when like, I see my future in Germany right now, at least. And I really thought long and hard about what I want and what I don't want and I kind of figured out you know maybe it's best for me to date a German guy again because you know I feel like at this stage of my life like if somebody would say okay I want to move back to my home country which is Spain or France or whatever I'm like I wouldn't know if I could move yet again mm. and I think that was a big factor but also just sometimes these things you can't plan right like you just yeah. have an initial bond with somebody and he happens to be German. He spent a lot of time in England as well, though. Um, so I feel like he does have that international vibe as well, which is super important for me because I'm also so international. But um, yeah, I guess circling back to your question of like, how is it to date a German again? It's pretty good. Like, <laughs> I like it. It's. Um, Do you feel I like think... you have more in common? Like there's less cultural differences or things that you have to figure out about each other? Yeah, I think it's just because he also comes from close to my hometown, so he, like, which is Frankfurt, so I think we bond a lot about that, but also just, I think I was a bit sick and tired of, you know, being like, oh, you know, where the, like, you've had this as well with relationships, where, like, your relationships is based on differences Mm -hmm. of your culture. Like, that's always what you talk about, it's always what you find funny. Exactly. But after a while, you kind of... It yeah. runs out and that gets old. You know, make fun of each other's accents or... Which is cool. You can bond about that as well. That's nice. And I had that with, uh, like, my French boyfriend as well. And he actually taught me a lot. But I think now at this stage of my life, I want to be with somebody who has maybe, a sim- like, similar values, sees his future in similar places, and um, is maybe from a more similar background. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. And... Obviously, values are super important in any relationship to have shared values, but I think maybe there is something about having a bit more of a shared cultural background that helps you connect or see yourself with this person long term. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes think about my parents, how they did that, because my mom's German, my dad's American, and they met, you know, in the 80s, like in LA. Such a cool story, actually. Yeah, maybe... Can... In the hard rock. Yeah, they met when my, my when my mom was, I think, our age, so 26, 27, in um, the Hard Rock Cafe in Venice Beach when she was an au pair. And my dad was a journalist at the LA Times. And actually, my mom went up to my dad with her friends. So. Nice. Feminism. Yeah. <laughs> Go feminism. And um, 
yeah, and they got to talking. They had a long distance relationship, of course, also for a while. Um, and so it, you know, it can work. Like they always said for them, it was the most important thing to have shared values and see a shared future, I guess. And they did have that. But in, in my experience, I must say, like, sometimes I broke up with guys because we just didn't want the same things or we didn't want to be in the same place. And I think at this point of my life, I want to be with somebody who is, I guess, whose future looks similar to what my future yeah. looks like. No, that's true. I think it's a really good point. And that's something that's really hard. And I've encountered that as well. Like having moved from Canada to here and having at another point before that gone traveling for a long time. I think geographically where you are and like what time point you're at makes obviously a, a huge difference in relationships and whether or not they work out. And if you have a plan, a lot of people have plans. Okay, I want to live abroad for a year or two. How do you make that work with a relationship and the timing and when you meet someone? Um, and yeah, I think exactly. wanting to be in the same place geographically in the future is obviously very important and when you're an international person living in another country or wanting to do that that can cause a lot of challenges yeah yeah but I feel like you and Mo are doing that right so <laughs> do you want to yeah. talk to your future plans oh, about no. your future I think I'll leave those private for now but um yeah. no yeah I think I think with Mo and I it's it's good because we also have the shared background of North American culture like he's at least half American and I'm Canadian and I think yeah. we connect a lot because of that and sometimes when I've dated other people before that in Germany, as you said, like it was fun and novel and cool, um, but we didn't always have a ton in common or there yeah. were certain aspects of my experience having grown up in Canada that they just couldn't necessarily relate to or even certain interests like country <laughs> music or <laughs> no one in Germany likes country music. I don't get yeah. it. It's a very I North also American. don't get it. It's the best genre. Hey? <laughs> it's a very North American thing. But yeah, I don't know, certain aspects of slang or culture or just random things you grew up with where you can be like, hey, do you remember that show that was on TV yeah. or this toy or random things where you have more in common if you grew up in the same place, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, you and Mo are pretty good with each other or really good with each other because you do have that shared experience, but you also, like, could you now go back to dating a complete North American who maybe didn't live abroad and, like, didn't, you know, experience the international life? Like, Yeah, it would be hard. I think it works really well for us because we have North American culture in common and German culture yeah. in common because now that I've lived here for so long and I've learned how to speak German and whatever, I feel like that is a huge part of my life. And I've become a bit Germanified German. <laughs> yes. in a way. I've become a little bit German. We have succeeded so, to make her a German. <laughs> yeah, now when I go back to Canada, um, now when I go back to Canada, I do feel a little bit like a foreigner. Like there's yeah. a lot of aspects of the culture that I'm not in tune with or I don't get as much. Um, yeah, and there's, there's certain parts of me, that, having lived in Germany now for so long, that um, Canadians don't get that it's it's different you also don't have that shared experience so for us it's really cool that we kind of both have two cultures mm -hmm. and we have both of those two cultures in common and I think that's also something that's so valuable in a relationship to have to date somebody who has been in a different culture or in a different country because I think I've seen such a difference for instance when I was dating like my pri and he has never actually spent time outside of Germany or let alone, I don't know, in a different country. So I think, or in a different city at least. And I think for us, it was some, or for me, it was sometimes hard to bond with somebody who doesn't really have that international life. 
Yeah, it can become a big part of your personality. Like if you're a person for whom travel and experiencing different things abroad are really important to you. And then if you date someone who's a bit more sheltered or not yeah. really into those things, you can find that you don't have as much in common or you don't see eye to eye on stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, it would always be very important to be with someone who, uh, for whom travel is really important or yeah. gaining an international perspective on stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> um, good. I think that kind of wraps up our discussion and everything we yeah. want to talk about. So yeah, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. This is so great. By the way, I just want to say I'm so proud of you for Aww, doing this podcast. It was always you. your dream <laughs> and you're doing it now. So this is a good thing that came out of Corona, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if I would say it was always my dream, but didn't you talked about it for a long time. Yeah, that you wanted to make a podcast, so I'm proud of you. That's true. I didn't figure out the topic exactly, but I was always interested in doing a podcast or some kind of creative project. So yeah, yeah let's hope that everything uh, continues and that it keeps going yeah. on. So cool. Thanks so much, Anna. And Thank you. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to episode two. You can now find this podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can find new episodes bi-weekly on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And if you enjoyed the podcast, definitely feel free to leave a review. You can also send feedback on Instagram at Falling Hard Podcast if you have any suggestions for future topics or if you want to be a guest on the podcast. So until next time, take care, everyone.